Casey Motter has been the Braves' public address announcer since 2006. He passed in his sleep last week. Casey was one of only four who had zero experience behind a microphone when he was offered the Braves' gig. He leaves behind a wife and four sons in South Atlanta. We'll share Casey's inspiring story coming up during this episode. He was a sales guy for a local exterminator before he became the stadium voice of the Atlanta Braves. Pop peep Linda Leon is a super spreader of this podcast. She's a super fan of Backstreet Boys. Linda joins us this episode for a review of their Atlanta show last week and to take my Backstreet Boys quiz. Everybody, blink to the music. Careful with that one. A pop peep reached out and said to us, you know, not many people deal with an agent in their lives every day, if even at all during their life. Former brave Freddie Freeman has also dealt with agents every day of his career. Things went south, though, and Freddie fired his agent after he learned, allegedly, his agent did not present to him the final offer from the Atlanta Braves before he became an L.A. Dodger. Coming up during this episode, we'll share with you what Freddie Freeman's former agent has said just in the past two days. We'll speak this episode to the double-dealing, sometimes dark world of agents where there is horse trading and winks and unsigned promises and the narcissistic behavior that runs rampant in the world of agents and their clients. We can speak to all of that, except for the narcissistic part, you know. What do you say? Let's get underway. Episode 270, this is Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. Podcasting my second act after doing radio my entire life, including those many, many years, loyal years at the former Kicks 115 here in Atlanta. My second act podcast. Talk about things you are already talking about with your family and your friends. We have conversations about current events, pop culture and trends, music and country music, headlines, and often revealing and endearing conversations about parenting marriage and personal growth. My name's Donna. Take it, Donna. Okay. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. And, um, okay. So if you have like kids who are heading out of the nest to toward college, you're going to, maybe you kind of understand what I'm saying. Um, I feel it's like a really bittersweet time. Um, and you can't get the time back because you know that they're leaving and they're, you know, moving into their dorm rooms and they're moving out of your house and it will just never be the same. It was never the same with Will, and it just will never be the same. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not happy. It's different. It's just different. And um, Olivia's turning 19 this week, um, actually, in three days. Three days. Um, and it's just, a, it's just like a bittersweet time for me because I had planned um, – we always go to – um, six flags for her birthday and different times and through her life, we would take friends. And then as she got older, it would just be me and her. And I think if you listen to the podcast last year, you remember that I went and had a horrific bout of vertigo and just powered through to get on every ride to make sure that I like lived the dream and lived up to it. So I thought this year we'd do something really cool and I was going to amp it up and we were going to go to this place called Cedar Point. If you're listening and you've been to Cedar Point, it's in Ohio outside of Cleveland and it's like the Mecca of, um, of amusement parks. It's not like a Disney and it's not like a six flags. It's kind of in between, but it's like tons of roller coasters and it's so much fun and it's super clean. And it's just a really 
cool place. Um, it's on the, it's on Lake um, Erie. You can even see Canada from some of the roller coasters, believe it or not. They have like all the, the best roller coasters in the world are there. And so I planned this and I was kind of excited. Southwest was having their sale. They fly to Cleveland. I got two really cheap tickets and I had to kind of tell her about it because she's going to the beach with her boyfriend, Jack, for the 4th of July. She went to the beach and she's still there right now as we're podcasting. And um, she couldn't get the time off from work. She's like, I can't ask for well, she like. She started a new job. She started a new job. And she's like, and mom, I'm going, you know, I'm moving out and I'm heading to Tennessee and I've got to be up there early because she has to do this thing that qualifies her for a scholarship. And she felt bad telling me. And I didn't want to like be like, oh, all right. But I mean, it was like kind of heartbreaking. Because, and not because we weren't going to do the trip, because that's, that's fine. That's secondary. Just because I realized that like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, you know, when they're little and like, if you told them you were going to, you know, when we went, when we go to Publix today, you're going to get a sugar cookie. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. You know, everything's so exciting. And what it really brought me back to, and this made me really kind of sad, was when I was in college, my parents, um, would we had a house. We would go to the beach at Fripp all the time in South Carolina. And my dad and mom would always say, oh, you're going to come up and you're going to come up for the summer. And I was like, because I was at Georgia and I was probably like, you know, well, I was dating different people at the time. But I mean, I had a lot going on or I thought I had a lot going on. I was always like, oh, my God, I cannot believe they want me to come for an entire week. Like who goes on vacation for an entire week? And it wasn't even because I was working. I just wanted to be with my friends and I wanted to be doing things. And I remember my mom and dad like, or my dad especially saying like, this, this is what I look forward to every year. You know, I was going on vacation, have my family around. And I was so kind of not bitchy, but kind of indifferent about it. And now... As a mom, I'm like, I've, I heard myself like almost saying the same things my parents did. Like, well, I was just kind of excited because we're going to spend time together before you went to school. And, and I just realized that like, it's all cyclical, you know? What's that mean? Well, like the things that you said and did to your parents, you sort of start oh, of course, to you know, yeah. you hear back from them and the feelings. And I can remember, and I'm going to be one of those that's going to be saying this to them. My mom's saying, oh my gosh, you guys are so busy and you're so involved and you have so much going on. I just wish you guys could slow down. And like, that's not possible because, you know, we've got three kids and they're in three different things and we're going all the time and you just don't understand, mom. And now I feel the same way. Like, can time just slow down? 19 years old. Yeah. This week. Yeah. And they know everything. I have to almost be quiet because she's across the hall. They know everything. They they don't need you to do anything. And I've had so many people tell me that it's almost like a it's God and it's nature and it's everything where they prepare them to sort of like almost like piss you off to get away and be independent. And then it kind of comes back around. Yes, it does. You know, it does. Sure. And we have a lovely relationship with Will, and we, you know, now as an adult. But it's just kind of. I thought the other day, it's kind of like you get these really sweet times up until probably eighth grade, and then I was going to say thirteen. Yeah, so, and then things start to really suck. Twelve, maybe. Yeah. And then they, well, I mean, they really go in the shitter. I'm just going to tell you. And then they, it comes back out. It comes back out, and then you know, you you do get this great adult relationship with your kids, but it's like, dang. Why does it have to change? And the more you, it's almost like a bad relationship. The more you feel them kind of pulling away, the more you want to like suffocate them and be like, well, do you want to hang out with me? Don't you still like your mom? You know? 
and it just doesn't work. But you know that, that she just started the job. She is indeed going she to the, she's at the beach right now. Yes. She's going to college. And this was something that you, I remember hearing it for the first time midweek last week. You know, I mean, something that you came up, an idea, a great idea that you came up with, but, but it was kind of in the ninth inning, right? Okay. How we, right? Okay, maybe not. All right. Yeah, no, I think, no, I, it is. And um, I, you know, I just think that uh, it wasn't, it's not like mean spirited. Like she wasn't, you know, it just, she has a lot going on. Yeah, and I think she wants to earn money before she goes to school. And you know what? I told you last week, I completely admire her because the first real job that your kids get you can, and I hate to say this, you can either tell like they're going to be hard workers or have to stay on them. You know what I mean? But she's a hard worker and she, you know, doesn't want to miss a lot of work and she's missed work for this trip. So I get it. I get it on paper. But it, I, and that's a very good way to put it. You get it on paper. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is um, I told you I'm going to flip this and I'm either going to, I'm going to take Charlotte to see five sauce or Harry Styles or something. Cause I got these tickets. I just got to find some rogue city, like maybe Cleveland. I don't know. I mean, who, yeah. Who flies to Cleveland? I mean, there's a reason it's only $69, All but right. we, you know, had the whole thing. We're going to go to the rock and roll hall of fame and then we're going to go. And, and, and we'll see and, five sauces playing in Cleveland. Well, they're playing in Cincinnati. How far is that? That's pretty far. Rent a I, car. I, well, yeah, I'm trying to keep it like, this was just like a sweet. Well, it can still be that way. Low key. It can still yeah. be that way. You just have to drive from, well, I'm going to rent my Toro like I did when I went to Arkansas. I'm going to rent someone's like um, Kia. Jim's Kia. With leave, this leave jewel pin in the back. <laughs> leave it for in the parking garage. Seriously. And I get pulled over. At and they're the like, airport. Ma'am, is that your Cleveland. jewel pin? No, it's Jim's. Well, who the hell's Jim? Well, Jim, I rented Jim this vehicle. car. Yeah. This, officer, this is truly not my car. You hear it all the time. This is truly not my vehicle. Yeah, seriously. I had never met Casey Motter. I felt like I knew him, though. From hearing his voice at Turner Field and Truist Park through the years, and 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 the many times that his voice would bleed over the cable TV baseball analysts as they were calling a Braves game, I was watching on TV. You would hear Casey in the background as the PA announcer for the Atlanta Braves since 2007. Last Wednesday, he died in his sleep. He was 52. Four sons with his wife was a. Smyrna native, Smyrna, you hear Donna talk a lot about Smyrna, that's where she's from. It's a suburb of Atlanta, about 15 miles northwest of downtown. Donna graduated from Campbell High School, as did Casey. Yes. And you, 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 you went to school with his sister. sister. Yes, Michelle. Um, I, didn't, I, I probably knew him, but he was definitely younger than me. Not by much, though. Not by a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm sure I knew him. I mean, you know, certainly we all kind of ran in the same group and, you know. How many how many were at the school when you were there? I mean, probably 300. That's it? Yeah. For the entire school or the senior class? Or? No, I think that's probably the For whole the whole school? school? Wow, okay. Know. Yeah. I might go with numbers. All right. <laughs> Casey um, had a full-time job before he became the PA announcer for the Brazen in 07. He, he, he worked for an extermination, exterminator in South Atlanta. He lived in Peachtree City, which is Fayette County. Fayette County just south of Hartsfield, about 10 miles. He was one of four that made the final cut in 2006. Four out of 112, I believe, that had zero experience behind the microphone. Most people that are PA announcers in stadiums for any any sports league have either played in radio where they do voiceovers or you know something with their voice. They have experience working with their voice. Casey had none outside of him calling some 
local high school football games and some youth sports football games. And his kids, his four sons, played uh, peewee baseball. At one of the youth sports football games that he was calling one day back in 2006, Frank Wren was at the same ballpark watching a game himself. Frank Wren is the assistant GM of the Atlanta Braves and was back in 06. He was distracted, not by the crack of the bat, sir. He was distracted by the booming voice of Casey coming from the speakers. And then so when this opening came for a PA announcer at Turner Field, uh, he, he reached out to him and encouraged him to, to apply. And he did. And he got the job. Here is uh, some audio of Casey during the World Series run in 2021 with the Atlanta Braves. But we send it over now to Brave Public Address announcer Casey Potter. Imagine the people that auditioned for that job in 2006 and the, the, the experience behind a microphone that they had combined. Just imagine the number of years combined that those others, you know, the final 13, I think he was the only one in the final 13 was zero experience. When Matt Ryan was here for 14 seasons, I think as quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, he and his wife, Sarah had twins, Marshall and Johnny and Sarah Ryan, Matt's wife would always post on Twitter that these twin boys love the Atlanta Braves more, more, more than they did the Falcons, I think. And I think that Matt Ryan would agree with that. Mm-hmm. They were always playing baseball in the backyard. And Matt Ryan was always announcing them as Braves players, you know, a, a pretend lineup in the den. You know, they come running out down the hall with their bats. And Sarah had posted something like that on Twitter. The Braves saw it. Got it to Casey. Next home game, he records this. Now batting for your Atlanta Braves, number 13, Johnny Ryan. Now batting for your Atlanta Braves, number five, Marshall Ryan. So Sarah Ryan gets that and then posts, well, Christmas, it was like April of 2021. Posts, well, Christmas came early here at the house because the guys, the, the twins got, come on. I mean, so cool. to them, the voice of the Atlanta oh Braves, my gosh. you know, announced them as Braves players in a, in a, in a, in a lineup. I had um, probably two different people that reached out to me that thought it was kind of ironic that we were telling the story about your agent and everything that was going on, you know, how you (laughs) were fired, but ultimately rehired um, in the last podcast. And then the story about um, Freddie Freeman and everything that happened. And they wanted to know what our take on that was because there are not one of the people who reached out to me said there are not a lot of people who actually deal with agents in real life. Um, and just, you know, if, if anything like that had ever happened to you um, during your career with media. And um, I told her, you know, she said, she said, oh, you guys should talk about that on the podcast. And I thought, I thought about it a lot and I posted something about the story. And I said, you know, on um, social media, on Instagram, and I just said, you know, sometimes the people that are supposed to have your back are actually no. backstabbing you. Right, right. Well, let's, for those that aren't familiar with the story, real quick, Freddie Freeman, uh, you know, former Atlanta Brave uh, franchise player, left for the Dodgers at the end of the season after winning the World Series ring that he just got when the Dodgers were in town two weekends ago. And it was during that weekend that Freddie Freeman, it was revealed to Freddie personally, that his agent did not tell him about the final offer from the Atlanta Braves. And Freddie feels pretty certain that had that offer been revealed, that he would remain today in Atlanta Brave. And he's pissed. 
and he was emotional. Everybody wondered. He was so emo. He's an emotional guy. Anyway. Yeah, he is. But last, you know, when they were in town two weekends ago, he was an emotional. He could not he, stop himself. He had to leave the media room. At I one know, point. and now we know why. He found out that he he should still be wearing he, an Atlanta Braves uniform. Who do you think told him? Okay, if you remember during the negotiation, there was a period when towards the very very end, it was revealed that Olson was coming here and Freddie was going there. Yeah. Okay. Brian Snicker did not even know about the trade. He was on the practice field with the Braves. And as he, well, I remember playing the audio during an episode of the podcast. He walks off the field after practice. Zach Klein from our ABC affiliate, the sports director, standing there. And is the first person to ask a question about it. And the first time that Brian Snicker had heard about it. Remember the, uh, the who's the GM of the Braves? And then Freddie was played. And, and Alex Anthopoulos. Yes, him. When he got out to L.A., suited up for as a Dodger for the first time at his first press conference out there, somebody played him a piece of tape. A reporter from Alex. Zach Snavagopoulos. And, and and here is Freddie Freeman's response. Hang on. What do you make of Antopoulos' tears? Hmm? Antopoulos' tears. Um, <laughs> I saw him. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'll say. An update to the story in general, though, because his agent now, Freddie Freeman's agent, has responded to all of this chatter and accusations. And he says that the Braves created a false narrative. Part of that false narrative is a suggestion that I did not communicate a contract offer to the Freemans. To be clear, we communicated every offer that was made, as well as every communication. Excel, which is the, the agency that he works for, had with the Braves organization throughout the entire process. I have a 30-year reputation in this business for integrity and honesty. And I've always operated with the utmost character. At Excel, we are privileged to represent many Exemplary athletes, some of whom have chosen to spend their entire careers with one franchise. We always put the players' goals and best interests first and will always continue to do so. You think Freddie Freeman, does does he open himself up to a libel or slander suit? Ah, potentially. Um, you know, and there's a huge article that um broke, I guess, a day or two ago in the Los Angeles Times. And the um the Headline is beneath the tears. Freddie Freeman plays the role of entitled athlete. Right. Well, that's the perfectly. LA press because now they're yeah. Well, their stake on it is that you know now he is begrudgingly p- playing for the Dodgers, and those fans will turn on him. Yeah, because his former team wouldn't give him you know the deal that he wanted, and so yeah, it's and and their take on it is that there's something. This is a quote. There's something off-putting about a 32-year-old man who won't accept the consequences of decisions he's made, especially when the consequences include being paid $162 million to play for a World Series contender based in his hometown. Uh, In a recent series in Atlanta, Freeman behaved as if he were a prisoner released for a weekend, sobbing uncontrollably at a news conference and spending considerable time in the Braves' clubhouse. So their point is he could have taken the deal at $162 million. I think any time that you have a beloved athlete, media personality, anyone, your steps have to be really, really careful because there is so much emotion involved. And, you know, I said the other day that when we were talking about it with your one of your contracts that we wouldn't make a, you know, we wouldn't say anything or, or not close the other door until the paper was signed. And you and I used to joke that it's not over until it's signed. And it takes it, it takes a couple of incarnations. You know, they send it over, your agent redlines it, takes things out. 
You know, and, and I can remember saying there was one particular contract where you had a no-cut contract. And what that meant was if the station got, you know, decided that they were just going to move along, that they couldn't just do that. Without, well, without, without paying your Without paying out. you out, yeah. Which they seem to have lost that little fine print. Yeah, recently, but they'll find it. But um, the point of it is that you really have to be incredibly buttoned up and that's what you pay a lot of money to your agents to agents fees are pretty well known sometimes they're different but it's basically 10% of your contract and I used to joke there's our beach house (laughs) you know there's our um, there's our other house but at times you felt like you needed that protection because not only could they get you a salary that you wanted, but they could get you. Well, they knew about all the gigs too. First, yeah, and, and they the, could get. They were coming. What was yes. opening up? And there's a lot of horse trading that's done too. Hey, listen, if you take Katrina in Vegas for the top forty property out there that we represent, I'll give you Jim, for, Jimmy, and, and yeah. Kelly from from the Froggy and in, in Scranton to take them to your competitor. You know, take them to to have a better morning show competition in in, in Peoria. You know, there's horse but, trading but all the time. But sports agents do that all Absolutely the time. They, they, they do, do that too. Absolutely do. All agents do. And that's where it gets really personal with clients because there was a period of time when we were, um, I got very angry and I attempted to fire one of our agents and uh, it didn't go. The worst been used a lot here lately on the podcast. It didn't go over well. Well, I attempted to let him go. The one that was in the Navy? Yeah. Well, he wasn't in the Navy, but I attempted to let him go because it came to light that he was representing My you. direct competition. And your direct competition. In, in Atlanta. In the same format in Morning Drive. Right. And he brought him into the market. Yes. I was already, I'd already been here for years. It would be one thing if it was, they had the morning personality on the gospel station or on the urban station. Right. And even, but, even that sometimes would be considered. Conflict of interest. Yeah, absolutely. But this absolutely was because how could one person, and that was my point to him, how can you talk how can you, 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 know, you know, talk everything. ratings and, and all of this stuff when you're, you know, because the most logical place when you're in a certain market to go, if you have, if you're a heritage personality and you've been somewhere is to your competitor because you hold all the keys and you hold the secrets and you have the clients. So it just, oh, it just sat. And here's what made me so mad. And I told him this, and this is the, this is the thread that just runs through my life. It's not exactly what he did. That's bad enough. But he didn't tell us. He didn't tell us. He didn't give us a heads up. He didn't say, hey, this is getting ready to happen. How do you feel about this? Not that it would have changed anything, but I mean, you know, just a little heads up would have been nice. So anytime you're dealing with those, and we have we dealt with them 25 for 25 years. And I'm trying to think we had one, two, three, four, five different agents. As um, most radio people do. You go through them all. You do. Well, and you need different ones at different times yeah. for different Because things. some agents play better with this radio company. This yeah. radio company cannot stand this agent. They only work with this, you know, so you have you have to you have to play 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 the game as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I don't know where this story's gonna end. I will tell you I think it's gonna be one of the dirtiest stories in sports because I think it's getting ready to get ugly. Because I knew this was gonna happen. This agent is not gonna go down without swinging because they have a lot of clients. It's his reputation. And every one of those he, clients. He represents Dansby Swansby, I believe. Yes, he does. Yeah. Who has said, I'm not going anywhere. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm staying with the agency. And oh, then, God, he's so cute. All right. I brought this in to sweep up the great deals of gallery furniture. Oh, I love that. I That's like something my janitor mm-hmm. used in elementary right, school. Like Mr. Williamson. I had. He was um, ours. Oh, I can't and remember. Mr. James. 
Mr. James. You always catch Mr. James catching a nap. He winks anywhere in the elementary school, you know? He'd find a corner or a nook, you know, have his have his eyes closed. Smoking a smoking well, what a What is that noise? That's the air conditioner. What's that talk about? Um It runs a little hot some days and that's that's just noise. It's crying. Actually, that's it's crying. Is that the air conditioner you didn't know about? All right. Um this is a I went to Home Depot and uh, that's where all men go. And I got the lobby pro. I saw it. I said, I, we need the lobby pro. The lobby pro is one of those things that you carry. You know, the janitor always has it in their left hand, like at the food court at the mall. Yes. And then they have the broom in the right hand and they sweep it into the bucket. What are you going to put in that? Trash. It's fine, Don. It's fine. I hear it all the time. Um, so we're, we're sweeping up deals, Don, for gallery furniture. That's what we're doing, sweeping up deals. I love that. Gallery. Okay, so don't think because you didn't get up to gallery this weekend and it was 4th of July and all these furniture places have these blowout sales on 4th of July um, that you missed anything. Because here is the really, really good thing about gallery. Yes, did they have some great specials over the 4th of July? Yes, 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 they did. But the best part is they pretty much have great specials every, every day. single day and every minute of every day you don't have to come on a tuesday you don't have to show up and it rains you don't have to come and you know only you know spin a wheel to try to to win an ottoman or yeah it's it's just donna's not she doesn't have time for that kind of silliness now will she give away a ton of furniture at an event like she did ours absolutely will she help out the community and, and you know help give away furniture and product if they need it a hundred percent but the point is is she's not going to make you jump through a bunch of hoops to buy your furniture. And that happens all the time at these furniture stores. It really does. Because if you're not, maybe you're not spinning a wheel or playing a game, but you're jumping through a hoop trying to find somebody to help you. You're jumping through a hoop trying to see if the furniture is actually available. Jump through a hoop to find somebody who can sign off on a deal. Correct. And then you got to jump through a hoop to find out when you can get it delivered. Because, a lot of hoop jumping. Yeah. And you know how they carry around that little book, the so, pencil, yeah, yeah, and they, they're always writing down like, you know, the number because there's, they, they, Donna knows the minute you walk in, she doesn't have to write it down. She knows I've got that in stock. This is over here. This is here. Was it a gallery? You're going to need a handwritten invoice. Yes. Make sure that you make time to go up and see gallery on your own time. It doesn't have to be, like I said, it doesn't have to be a special holiday. It doesn't have to be a special day. She's there all the time. I've told you before, the only time she's not in the store is when she takes her mom, Betty Jo, to go to the doctor to do something. So um, we'll give her that time because everybody wants to spend time with their mama, you know? Follow Gallery Furniture on Instagram. They post three or four times a day. And when, when the trucks arrive, you know about it. When you follow them on Instagram, at Gallery Furniture, G-A, at Gallery Furniture, G-A. Gainesville, same spot they've been for 40 years. Small, locally owned family business. Gallery Furniture, at Gallery Furniture, G-A, on Instagram. This weekend is the 4th of July. That's this weekend. That's right. Millions of people are taking trips, and experts say it's going to be the busiest travel weekend in years. Yeah, and honestly, what's more American than an airport delay on the 4th of July? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep, the TSA is already warning uh, delays up to two hours. It starts as a two-hour delay, and then next thing you know, uh, the gate agent's wishing you a happy Labor Day. And you- Jimmy Fallon with some laughs about the airline industry. What's going on with the airline industry? Coming up next episode, Cadillac Jack, my second act. We're going to talk about the airline in, uh, industry. We're going to talk about what's going on, the, the, the delays that uh, affected everyone the 4th of July that was flying. Delta Airlines, the Thursday before the 4th of July weekend. Thursday night, they said, listen, listen, listen. We're going to give you an opportunity to change your flight right now and not charge you. Get out of the weekend. All right, get away from the July 4th weekend. Rebook for nothing. No, no fee. No penalty. 
they were offering free flight rebooking ahead of a, quote, Donna, potentially challenging 4th of July weekend for Atlanta-based Delta. Their words, potentially challenging weekend. So Thursday night, you don't think Thursday night someone looked at the computer screen to look at the big whiteboard in the conference room at Delta Corporate and said, you know what? Oh, shit. We're screwed. We're, this, this weekend, we thought Memorial Day was bad. This weekend, it's going to be crazy. We, we got to do something. All right? So they offered people to rebook for nothing. There was one particular flight where someone went on the Delta jet and said, for $10,000, 10 grand, we need eight of you to give up your seat right now. And the flight attendant chimes in and says, and if you have Apple Pay, you get your money right now. Okay, let me tell you what happens at that moment. That little kind of pushed everybody oh on the my plane God. out of the way. You Old know how women, that kids gone. You know how that little buckle that you put on in the on the plane, it's hard to get it open sometimes, that little snappy thing. I'd be snapping that thing. Like the incredible hole. And let me tell you something, I would climb over people's push over leverage carts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean grand Apple Pay ding right now. I'm gone. Rebooking to Vegas. And I'm like, walk. we're we're here. Like you're coming with me. Because 20 that's grand. twenty grand for the 20 two. Twenty grand. And it took a while, Donna. It took a while. For them to, for eight passengers to, to volunteer. That's crazy. They started at 2500 Delta has now um, extended the cap of how much they will pay you to give up your seat. What's wrong with the aviation industry? We'll talk about it next episode. Chick-fil-A, for the seventh year in a row, is America's favorite restaurant. Eighth year in a row, actually. Next episode, we'll break down that. Uh, such a part of the culture here in Atlanta with uh, True Kathy and the, 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 the Kathy family. Domino's number two. Shocking. Number three, KFC. Who voted? What? Who voted? I mean, are they the best? They are so awesome. The best. It was so funny because I saw all over social media that night. So we're talking about the Backstreet Boys who were in, if you're listening, um, from anywhere else. They were in our city in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And they were actually in a suburb where we are, Alpharetta, um, playing at the amphitheater. And um, I saw so many people. Like, it was like girls' night out. Like, it was funny. There were a couple of husbands that somehow got drug along. But I mean, it was so funny. All the things people posted because the husbands were like, "Yeah, I'll tell me why." I'm, I'm here. I'm here. But, like the women were having so much fun because if you grew up in a certain time, this is your life. I mean, this yes. is everything. Who's your favorite Backstreet Boy? Oh my gosh, I love them all. I don't think I have a favorite. I just love them all. And it's funny because our oldest child, and our only girl, was five years old when the Backstreet Boys came on the scene, and so she grew up just like the biggest fan from when she was little and so when we knew they were coming to town she's like mom mom we gotta go we gotta go and so we bought these tickets the day they went on sale and this concert got rescheduled twice because of the pandemic that's right so yep and so we just were so excited and I didn't care what time of day or what day it was going to be or what else was going on in life I was going to be at that concert and it was funny, you know, you're talking about it was the girls' night out. We saw this one husband who was wearing a T-shirt 
I'm at this Backstreet Boys concert because my wife made me come. I love it. So he, wore, he, wore the, he, yeah, he wore the t-shirt, actually. I love it. <laughs> he did. To the show, to that concert. I love that. He did. <laughs> I love it. I bet all the girls were doing like the dances that they do. You, listen, we they have aged really well. There's some bands yeah. who have not aged well, but the Backstreet like who, Boys. Tell, tell us who has not aged well. Well, like, I mean, just even like, I don't, I don't Axel know. Axl Rose. Well, yeah, it's like you see people from, yeah, I Seriously, mean. Did you see him carry Underwood duet yes. in London Friday night? Yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, not good. Wow. But these guys look good. I mean, they look they good. They look really good. They're in great shape. They're, they sing and dance fantastic. And I mean, it was hot and muggy on Tuesday night, you know, and it's an outdoor amphitheater. And they were just rolling off sweat. And it didn't matter. They they were glistening. It was I just love glistening. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say they were glistening? <laughs> they were glistening. I love it, Linda. AJ, They're glistening. AJ, AJ McQueen had just lost his mother in law that same uh, the Sunday prior. Yes. The Sunday prior, he did. So a he lot did. of family um, was in town for that show Tuesday night too. Yeah, and Brian Literal, Literal, which we I, learned. Yes, yes yeah, you yeah. learned when it's you not were Literal. Yeah, when you were working in country radio, and his son Bailey, who is. I guess, is he Aspiring still working? Yeah, is yeah, he still, yeah, yeah working to yeah. be a country artist. And it, I, that was like, hello, how old am I today? I thought it was Latrell my entire I, I did, life. I, I did as well. Linda, what'd you think? <laughs> I thought it was literal. Okay. Literal? Really? Okay. Because yes. he's literally yeah. hot. Okay. He is literally glistening hot. He's glistening hot. Oh, they had a, an after party at uh, City Eats. Yeah. You hear us talk about oh. uh, City Eats in Alpharetta um, quite a bit. Great uh, Maxwell area, a little pocket we call them uh, in town and it was uh, Brian literal and Bailey mm-hmm. and uh, Leanne mm-hmm. uh, Bailey's mother and, and Brian's wife and AJ and, and officer Richie from the Alfred department of public safety was oh. assigned to be his security detail. Yeah. They did and, a ton of backstreet boy songs too. Yeah. At the, at the after party. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he said that uh, there are probably 300 people there and mm, women. Um, yeah. Can you imagine being <laughs> one of the backstreet boys, personal security detail? Oh my it's gosh. It's probably just about as bad now for them with you girls as it was when, when they were, you know, you were what, 20, 22? I think it's probably worse because uh, see, us was, women who are our age, we is. are not embarrassed to just grab and grip and no. grope. You know, we've, no. at this and point, we're we've, not embarrassed. No, no. We've earned the right. No, and we're not embarrassed to say what we think. That's either. right, Linda. We, we're not shy like we were at 25 and 27. No. I'm just, it's out there. We don't have to be demure and play the game. Nope. We, we know what we want. We're okay with it. We're going for it. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Very Somebody cool. asked me, they said, um, what do you think it is? What do you think it was about like those boy bands during that time and specifically the Backstreet Boys that like, you know, w- resonated so much like with women and girls? And I said, I think it's just like, I don't know, like they always sing the songs about how you're supposed to be treated. I mean, I don't know if they, yeah. if they wanted to treat women that way, but you know what I mean? Like no matter what kind of yeah. crappy ass relationship you were in, you always had the Backstreet Boys tell, like whispering in your ear like, you yeah. can do better, yeah. you yeah. know? Yes. You're better than him. Yes. And, and, and the Backstreet Boys were always clean cut too, yes. you know? They were, they, I, I always considered them classy. Yes. So I had no problems with my, you know, pre elementary school, preteen daughter listening to them because yes. they were just they were just all that in a bag of cherries they were just so good and clean cut well and you and, know what it's um, so true linda because like having daughters nowadays it's like i remember a friend of mine took their 
um, his daughters. I can't remember what the band was, but he took them. It was Gary. Not really his, knowing, not really yeah, and he took coming. them to some show. And this happened to me with Olivia. And just being Mortified. shocked yeah. when almost feeling like like a bad parent. Like, how did I get myself into this situation? Because we grew yeah. up listening to NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and yeah. like you said, that kind of thing. And so you kind of assume that when there was a group of like boys that were like singing in a band that they were like kind of like these guys, but that wasn't necessarily the case. And you're right. Back then it was just kind of a simpler time because they were almost just like an old school, you know, throwback to a group of like, almost like a doo-wop in a way. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. They, they harmonized, but they were like totally clean cut. And even if they were wild as hell on the weekends, we didn't know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They told a, a great story about how they started out. They didn't have a sound system or anything. So they would go and sing places acapella. It was mm-hmm. just absolutely fantastic. So. That's great. How yep. well do you know the Backstreet Boys? Linda Leon, Poppy Linda Leon. Uh, five, oh, five, I, uh, go ahead. I've got five questions for you. Go ahead. She can how, do well, this. how well do you think you'll do? Oh, I don't think I'll do that well, only because I can hum along with almost uh, all their songs that oh. I don't know, like good trivia answers about them. Okay. You right. got this, Linda. I'm ready for how you. About you and Donna as a team. You okay. Donna as a team. Here we go. Okay, right. me and Donna. We got this. How well do Donna and Poppy, Linda Leon? Good friend of the podcast, but uh, even better friend in, uh, in real true life. And uh, excited that you're with us for this episode. All right, here we go, ladies. How many original okay. Backstreet Boys were there? How many Five. original Backstreet Boys were there? Five. Five. Okay, correct. Yay, good job, Linda. See, we and got that, one on the board. And that makes you larger than? Life. Life. What fast food takeout did Backstreet Boys sell their CDs at? McDonald's. What do you think, Linda? Uh, Wendy's or McDonald's? What here's, a, here's a hint. It's either Burger King or Carl's Jr. Oh, Carl's <laughs> Jr. Carl's Jr. I don't know how to find the answer. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, then we're right. I don't know how to do it. Okay. Uh, then- <laughs> no, I don't have, we'll have to. I guess you have to go to the end of the quiz. I'm sorry. I didn't really prepare for this. Here we go, ladies. Fill in the missing Backstreet Boys lyric. Everybody blank. To the music. Be careful, ladies. Be careful. You have three seconds to come together Rock with your, your answer. Body. Discuss it if you'd like uh, amongst the two of you. And, Is that uh, right, Linda? Everybody yeah. blank to the music. Rock. Rock to the music? Rock your body? I don't, I don't know. I don't have any answers. Oh, my gosh. What? This is the stupidest <laughs> quiz ever. Um, it's been my answers. All right, here we go. What were the questions? Um, I sold their CDs at Burger King. Oh. Okay. Um, I'd do anything for you. Who was the youngest in the group? Nick. Nick Uh-oh. is the youngest Backstreet Boy. We didn't do too okay, good. Yeah. Nick Carter. He and, was 14. Uh, That's right. Everybody groove, ladies. You missed Oh, it. my gosh. Wow. Groove. You suck. Well. You suck. Turns out you are not big fans of the Backstreet Boys. Well, we are. <laughs> we are. We just don't know yeah. the answers. We just don't need to get lost in the details. That's right. Okay. All right. Hey, Linda, we'll continue to uh, keep you in our thoughts and prayers, and, and, and we appreciate Thank your you. support. We, do you remember the first time that we ever communicated? Oh my gosh. So I do. It was on Twitter and I was getting ready to take off to fly Scotland. And you made some snide remark at me about no. how I never sit in one place or something like that. I forget what it was. And so, and that's when it started. Because uh-huh. we're very, Linda and I, we pick at one another on social media all the time. We do. We and that's kind of clearly that's how it started. Even I know that now, you know, and, yep. and that's uh, and it's all it's never meant, to, you know, it's never biting at all. It's so, always but, been in but, good. But you know time. what? Listen, Linda, I think that other people could read it possibly and be like, "Wow, okay, um, what's up with these two? They really don't like each other." It's not that at all. It's just a very, we're comfortable ribbing each other.
Tell your husband that we said hello. Anything uh, about the podcast? What could Donna do better? Do you have any notes <laughs> before we let you go? You know what? Donna makes me laugh every single podcast, and I feel like her and I were twins separated at birth. I love that. Because I get it, and I love her dearly, and I pray for her. And, Thank you. Um, and, I, and I mean that sincerely because I am a prayer. Yes. And I pray for you, Caddy, but in a different way that I pray for Donna. And um, and I think you guys are wonderful. I don't think there's anything that Donna could do differently except uh-huh. talk more about herself in her intro. Oh, you're very sweet. Oh, wow. You're okay. very sweet. Uh, y'all talk before we... We're like Thelma and Louise. Went to, went to the studio here. Right. I th- what, that's what we're going to do. I've decided because I have met so many awesome women through the podcast. And I mean that genuinely. We're going to do us like Girl's some. Trip. Yeah. And it's going to be epic. Like to the Econo Lodge. No, it's going to be better than the Econo Lodge. We're going to go up to like Asheville and we're just going to like rage and have a party right. and have so much fun, have a dance party and just do whatever we want to do. Wear our underwear on our head. Whatever we want to do. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Jolly. I love it. That means we have to get full coverage underwear. That's true. Well, that means I have <laughs> to find some underwear. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Linda, you're breaking up on me. Underwear overrated after a certain age. Hot people in the Leon. One of the biggest super spreaders of this podcast. And a good friend. Truly's become a very different friend with us. Yeah, I mean, we love talking to people who listen to the podcast. And you know what? All kidding aside, if you ever have any, like, uh, she's very sweet. But if you ever have anything that, like, you want to more of or less of or whatever, let us know. Before you got into the studio, I was talking to her. I had her on the line. And I had her on the line on the uh, 1-800 Flowers, my second act, studio line. And uh, I said, listen, uh, Donna's making her way up. We just second. And I said, listen, no agenda. We have no reason to have you here. We just want to chat chat and catch up and have fun with you. I said, no agenda. She said, listen, I used to work in tech support. I can talk about anything forever. I, I love said, that. I said, funny, Donna can too. I said, that's fantastic. Y'all are birds and feathers. Yeah. yeah, I love it. All right, so you're going to uh, give Linda your slot there, Backstreet Boys. I am. On the Spotify Hype Song Playlist. I'm going to add a song that I have not heard probably five years until tonight on the way back from dinner and um, I was like oh my gosh and it's one of the songs that didn't didn't do all that well and Atlanta did quite well because Atlanta always supported Jennifer Nettles and Christian Bush as solo artists as as Sugarland uh, I don't think there was a song that came out from Sugarland back in the day that uh, the former Kicks didn't add nearly out of the box because stations do that if you're if you're from your, your your hometown station obviously supports you in your music, or they should support you in your music. Remember they did that ice cream social? This is when Kristen it's Hall. The first time we saw them. In Midtown, right? Yeah. It, it was at a, it was an ice cream shop or something. It yeah. was a fundraiser for the American Red Cross. If I, it was something. I, I just remember being there in a parking lot. I remember Jennifer Nettles coming up, like carrying her purse, and like, I don't know. It was just like crazy. I have always loved Christian Bush. He's just such a great guy. And I am a huge Sugarland fan. You know, huge. I, and, and, and so this song, Donna, got me to thinking the world needs Sugarland right now. Just fun little ditty you should sing along to. Every single song had a, just a catchy hook. And their concerts were epic. Oh my God, we had so much fun at so many Sugarland concerts. Hit it, Jim. 
hits of Sugarland. Gosh, we need them right now. The world needs new Sugarland music. Christian Bush, do you hear me? Jennifer Nettles, do you hear me? I totally forgot about this song. I'd heard it five years ago. Listen, I hit this note. Listen, hey, Heartbreak. Remember, she had two solo albums. Yeah, my favorite one is Stay. Love it. Oh, sure, man. I know, that was good, though. Every hour, because again, you supported your local, your local musical acts. Uh, that was from the CD "Playing with Fire." Going to add uh, so Backstreet Boys and Jennifer Nettles as a solo artist go to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. And if you fly Atlanta's hometown airline Delta, you can now explore three seasons of Spotify Hype Song playlists from the My Second Act podcast. And also, you can now explore as of this episode two hundred and seventy episodes of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast has always been free and it's our plan and intent for it to always be free. And that's because of generous pod support from awesome Alpharetta. Come play a while and stay a while at awesomealpharetta.com from T-Mobile internet freedom is 50 bucks a month for home internet from T-Mobile Ford built Ford tough, Brightmore healthcare and guests of the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast state properties owned and managed by Paramount hospitality management. It doesn't get more real than when you promise to spend the rest of your life with someone. An excellent wedding experience for any guest starts with location. Your guests want to be close to the wedding venue, restaurants, and shopping. They want a comfortable place to rest their heads at the end of the night. Being surrounded by family and friends on your wedding day makes it one of the most memorable days of your life. Your best friend from college, your grandma, your childhood bestie have different tastes and budgets. So your choice of host hotel is Paramount, and that's our name. Paramount Hospitality Management offers nearly 300 rooms and three hotel properties in Noonan. Town Place Suites by Marriott, Hampton Inn by Hilton, and Home 2 Suites by Hilton. Paramount, the brand you know, depend on and trust. Hilton, Marriott, Weston. It would be our honor to host your guests on the weekend of the most significant event in your life. Audio for this episode from the Atlanta Braves, Big Machine Records in Sugarland, Big Machine Records in Jennifer Nettles, Universal Music Group Nashville, Jive Records, The Backstreet Boys, and The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on NBC. Gallery Furniture delivers the letter to your inbox every Saturday morning at 9.10 to subscribe free to the letter. Text LEFT ON RED. Red is the color, R-E-D, no spaces, LEFT ON RED to the number 22828. Left on red to the number 22828 to subscribe to the letter. We do not share your information with any third party. The letter is a component of the My Second Act podcast and the radio show, Cadillac Jack and the Afternoon Ride. Weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 Eastern on Atlanta's The Bear 92.5. You can listen anywhere in the world when you download the free Bear 92.5 app in the Apple App Store or Google Play. Thanks to Steve Mitchell, who provides uh, technical assistance and support when needed. Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.
is hot. I cannot, I cannot quit yawning. Have you ever seen me yawn this much? It's crazy. I cannot quit. 